This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number two of BQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming in hot, Ed Egros, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is sports betting phenom John Daigle, as he does each and every Friday. He's here to talk about the Week 18 card. Please make sure you follow him on X at NotJDaigle. John, thank you so much for joining us. It is the final week of the regular season, so we got to talk about motivation and got to talk about games where teams can improve their playoff seating going up against teams that are already eliminated from contention. But one thing that we have talked about, you and I, and something that I brought up on the show yesterday, is that every single year, we're always seeing at least one upset of a team not in contention, knocking off a team that has something to play for. So knowing that, which of those games... For this week, do you like when it comes to, say, the underdog perhaps pulling off a big upset? It's a lot like there there are hallmarks we have to hit every time around this year in the NFL season. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Should you work for free? And then motivation. <laughs> it's the same thing every single year. We got to check those boxes. And I'm actually on both big upsets this week. Let's start with the Titans and the Jaguars. Not only do I think the under is coming in, I actually played it wrong in midly too because I thought we were going to get a, a six out there somewhere once Trevor Lawrence started trending towards being healthy. And Doug Peterson has played his players through injury all year long. So fully expecting Christian Kirk to be out there, Zay Jones to be out there. My issue is that I don't know how healthy any of these guys are. And honestly, those last three games with Trevor Lawrence playing through multiple injuries he's been bad too you can look at any stat it's not the be all end all but still completing just 57 percent of his passes for five interceptions and four fumbles taking eight sacks as well it hasn't been good and then you talk about a team that has no interest in going away like would the titans benefit from benching some of their starters probably but at the same time mike brable's not someone who's just gonna lie down here so if there's anyone playing spoiler i think tennessee is a good one so i would bet it right now thinking we're probably gonna close around a three here for jacksonville and then on the other side i've seen the clip i wish joe was on this morning with us to bat this one around because i don't want to put words in his mouth i believe y'all can confirm I believe Joe is on the Packers, correct? No, he, he's giving an argument for the Bears. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I saw the Bears, and um, I, <laughs> I, I know the question was, is it time to bail? And I think the Bears pulled the upset this week. I, the way okay. these, these teams match, as opposed to week one, are entirely different. Uh, you take a look at the Packers' defense over the last month, whenever everyone was calling for Joe Barry's head, and just think, Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, and Bryce Young, Murderer's Row, went 27 to 40 for five touchdowns and no picks on throws 10 yards downfield. And then they ran into Jaron Hall, who was benched in that game. And the Packers all of a sudden looked good again. But that's not how this works. Now they get Justin Fields, who has basically been used like Jalen Hurts since he returned from injury. Over his last six starts, 32 passes, 11 and a half carries. And historically, the last five times they've played Justin Fields, 
he has been poor against them. But if those quarterbacks can get there with ease, I think Justin Fields could even process this game right now quite well. Um, not to mention that they finally, it took everyone's asses being on the line, but Luke Getze finally started moving DJ Moore around last week, similar to CD Lamb, in that Moore had a season-high 19 routes from the slot as well. So I, I really think also the defense for the Bears now, since Jalen Johnson, I know he's banged up since he returned in week eight. They're allowing the fewest explosive plays per game through the air for 10 plus yards. So I really think the Bears match up really well with the Packers in this game. I took the three early on. Mm. I like that too. First, yes or no, is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't think so personally. I get it. It's between two buns, but also like, no one's eating it between two slices of bread. I will admittedly, I'll just be completely disheveled at times and I'll take the one slice of loaf of bread and fold it up and eat it like that. But no one's really mm. treating a hot dog like a sandwich. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We're getting ahead I'm with you. of I'll when this comes out next week, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped um, asking you about the Texans, but it was a good bit. So since we only have... One week left in the regular season. Let's run it back. Texans, Colts, what do you like here? Side total props. Unfortunately, I was fully prepared, not as a bit to come back on and tout Nico Collins to you because it is, again, unfortunately, one of my favorite <laughs> prop bets of the week. In that last time yes! these two teams last time these yes! two teams played. It was uh, Nico Collins getting seven catches for 146 yards based on how the Colts have consistently played defense under Gus Bradley. They don't move away from cover three and zone coverage in general. But we've also seen the opportunity increase now the last three starts he's made with C.J. Stroud and without Tank Dell in that he's seen a 30% target share in that game, the ninth most among all receivers in the league. He's been targeted on 36% of his routes for 117 yards per game and 4.81 yards per route run. Only Tyreek Hill is actually averaging more yards per route run instead in those contests. So I think it's a great spot for Neil Collins. And the way I'm viewing the game, I also bet the Texans early on. Um, I got them at, at one. The line continues to increase. But the way we have to view it is that we need to negate Jonathan Taylor entirely. Since this Texas defense out of their bye, they found their identity. All they do is stuff the run, and they have stuffed some of the best running backs in the league. But you look at success rate, their first in success rate. You look at yards per carry, a 2.9 yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs in that time, a stretch of seven full games. And so we don't think Taylor can have success on the ground at all in this spot. And then it comes down to a quarterback matchup albeit in Indianapolis, but between C.J. Stroud and Gardner Minshew, that's the case. We saw just enough where C.J. Stroud was perfectly healthy last week, not only completing over 80% of his passes within nine yards of the line of scrimmage as they weren't asked to do anything sexy. They didn't need C.J. Stroud to take the top off the Titans. But even when Tennessee got pressure last week, C.J. Stroud went five of seven as well. So I think he's at full strength, and that's really all we need in this game. I wish... Noah Brown was out there. I wish Robert Woods was available to help to chip in. I'm really not sure we're going to get those guys in this game, but I think the ancillary pieces still between Devin Singletary and Dalton Schultz are enough to get the Texans over in this game. 
certainly uh carry distribution is also going to matter a great deal in that one so the under for jonathan taylor i really like that look and that's probably the one play that i'll take in that bet for for sure uh how about we move on now to the cowboys and the commanders and there's one specific angle i want to look at involving this cowboys offense because yeah 13 point spread whatever but cd lamb maybe just maybe he has an outside chance to win offensive player of the year. Now he has to finish as the receiving leader. He's 60 yards off the pace set by Tyreek Hill, but I am wondering in this matchup, if the Cowboys will try and get him is uh, get him his. And if so, are there alternate over numbers that we should be looking at here? Do you think they're only going to basically play a half in this game? Because the moment Sam Howell got named starter, I thought, well, the number isn't big enough, given how poor Sam Howell has played over the last month. My, my concern is that really we build a three, four-score lead here by the half because I don't know, given that the commanders are also benching starters around Sam Howell, I don't know how much pushback they have in the, this game is my issue. Fair enough. Any no, thoughts and, on and that? Well, I, I wonder, like, okay, do you sort of piecemeal your, uh, you know, s- substitutes, I guess? Like, is it something where Dak is the first to go, and then you put in Cooper Rush, and then maybe, uh, you know, you, you deal with the running backs, and then they're the next to go, and then you deal with the receivers? Like, I wonder if it's instead of this sort of en masse preseason thing where you just bring in the second string, that you just do it with, say, like your veterans, and then you work your way down to, say, like a C.D. Lamb, in which case, like, Cooper Rush is still throwing to him, and it could be for Monster Yards. I obviously don't hate the angle, given, you know, even last week we talked about how such a soft spot for Brock Purdy it was, and the 49ers, and Purdy, like, the numbers are great again. The 49ers offense, like, really didn't dunk on the commanders at all but they put that game away so early it really felt like Washington wasn't scratching back at any point um the angle I took personally though was Tony Pollard and I understand no one wants to hear anything about Tony Pollard no one wants to play Tony Pollard overs (laughs) but the last time these two teams played too Pollard had 19 touches. He went over 100 total yards. He averaged six yards per carry because Washington still is not stopping anyone on the ground. And so what I did was play the Tony Pollard rushing overs. I think that's the spot here because if there's one player you have to get going before the playoffs, it's like the one running back that's healthy since Rico Dowdle's now banged up as well. I do like that angle. Uh, we also talked about CD Lamb all overs as well. What are some of your favorite prop bets? I know you've touched on a couple angles that you like already, but something that we haven't discussed yet, prop wise. I have been looking at Seahawks Cardinals overs, and not only the mm. game environment over because again we talked about the motivation and everyone's saying like the Seahawks need to make the playoffs. The Cardinals are out of it, but I mean, you can't tell the Cardinals they're out of it. They haven't cared all season long last week, even as I'm sure y'all have talked about early in the week down 21 to six. And that team just does not stop fighting for Jonathan Gannon at all comes roaring back, scores a touchdown on every possession in the second half. And now you have the Seahawks defense that is just falling apart. If anything, I think the Seahawks are less motivated. They just want to get the hell out of here. Um, 6.6 yards per play. As if, as if Mason Rudolph is Josh Allen in the Bills offense, 
Like, that's a big issue. And so this Cardinals team that has found its running game over the last month, not only that, but Kyler Murray still doing enough to be spry, to get things done through the air. And it's just the fact that the Cardinals defense, too, as we know, have been soft for a couple months now, still not blitzing anyone, still not getting pressure on anyone. And Geno Smith, although he's had his blips all year long, has not only looked good for his last three games, but has been, like Matthew Stafford, an entirely different quarterback when you can't get pressure on him. Geno Smith is still fifth in the league in yards per attempt from a clean pocket, and the Cardinals cannot get pressure at all. So even with the Seahawks' offensive line banged up, A. Lucas, I think he's going to fight through and play this game. Overall, I think Geno Smith and the passing offense gets here, and because of that, I do look to DK Metcalf. It has become a bit of a separation now between their wide receivers, and that DK Metcalf is really the only one providing a ceiling every single week. And given the soft zone coverage the Cardinals play and the fact they don't have anyone that can keep up with an alpha of his size, that's my lean in this game is betting DK Metcalf overs for this one. His longest reception going over is actually something that I had typed up in my notes. And so it's nice what to know it? the confirmation bias. Uh, of course you'd ask me that. Uh, what is it? Uh, DK Metcalf, 24 and a half. Uh, I will join you. I will gladly click okay. it right after this show. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Like even for DF, even for whatever you do on the side, like DFS on DraftKings underdog. Uh, oh, wait, those sites don't exist. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, either way, no, whatever you do on other sites, um, I'm looking at like the Seahawks passing offense as an overlooked one to target this week. And that's not even to say they win the game. Again, I think the Cardinals can pull the upset here. I like the Cardinals with the number, but I think they're going to be a lot of points scored in this game. So, John Daigle, let me ask you about uh, the game of the week between the Bills and the Dolphins. I think there are three groups of people that I absolutely cannot stand right now. One, people who hate analytics. Two, people who hate buffalo cauliflower because it's the best thing you could eat at brunch. And number three, the Sharps who backed the Dolphins here because I love Dolphins plus three, but now it's at Dolphins plus two and a half. What do you like in this game? It's just too much, right? Like, it's just everything mm-hmm. at the worst possible time for Miami. I get betting the number because this Bills offense is a joke. Uh, I, I I don't understand the people that are saying that Joe Brady's like the savior in this because the Bills offense has gotten worse. Like, they're taking the ball out of their best players' hands. How is that an offense you're scared of in the playoffs? So, I, I am totally ready with you to bet against Buffalo at any point in the playoffs. I just don't think this is the game. Uh, I don't want to be on the sharp side here. I'd rather be on the dumbass public side and bet the Bills, <laughs> given that, you know, we've talked about it all week, but Jalen Phillips, it's Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard's injured, and then also Raheem Mostert. We don't know, even know if Tyreek Hill's at full strength yet. We don't know Tua's status, too. So it seems like just too much, in my opinion, to bet the Dolphins in this game. Uh, the Bills, you know, we've seen their win-loss record against Miami thrown around social media all week long. Although the Bills, out, although the Dolphins, outside of that 70-20 loss earlier this year, did play them tough under Mike McDaniel last season. But overall, it's not a game, honestly, where I want to back the Dolphins. I came in prepared to, given the defensive shifts they have done. They don't have enough players, though, for this game, honestly. A little less than a minute left. Are there any bets that you're sweating out this final week of the season, season-long props, awards, etc.? 
it's the opposite for the Cowboys game and that I also bet the Giants in this one. I, I think it could, could maybe go over too, given how well Tyrod is playing. We saw him in this exact game a couple weeks ago, come off the bench and average over eight yards per attempt, just popping the ball to both Jalen Hyatt, who Tyrod could have had an even better day last week had Hyatt not dropped his 30-yard touchdown. Um, Darius Slayton also got there. But overall, it's the fact that this Eagles defense now I don't know what they're going to do for the postseason. Like the fact they're benching Jalen Carter at times. Um, they have they've played the most defensive backs in the league. They're, everyone's just injured, and that's why they're allowing big play after big play. They can't stop anyone on the ground now either. So that's a team that they're probably going to draw. Uh, do we have a do we have an idea of their first round matchup now that they're no longer the division winner because they were initially the going to draw? Okay, yeah, and the, that's the NFC that's a problem. Winner. And when they played earlier this year, like Baker Mayfield did fine. Baker Mayfield has been a roller coaster this last month, although he's had a few good games. I would like to say that's a participation trophy for the Eagles, but honestly, they can probably get by in that spot too. But overall, yeah, I think the Giants take this one just because if it's a game where the commanders are going to start Sam Howe and the Cowboys don't need to put their foot on the gas, then we are likely looking at the Eagles going back at halftime and just saying, like, this one's over. Like, the Cowboys have already won at the half, so we don't need to play this game the same. A.J. Brown even leads the league in target share against man coverage. We know Wink Martindale sends the house every snap. But, again, I don't know if he's going to be out there enough to get that prop at all. So I've been kind of ignoring that. I bet the Giants instead in this game. Good stuff. Sports betting phenom John Daigle. Make sure to follow him on X at Not Daigle. John, thank you so much for your time. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we do our very best to sort through the complicated NFC wildcard picture. That's right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs>